Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. Ahab was king of Israel. Ahab reigned for 22 years, from the year 874 to the year 852 B.C. Yes, almost 3,000 years ago. And during this time in the history of God's people, Israel was a nation divided, divided since the reign of King Solomon The southern kingdom that included Jerusalem and the temple was called Judah, and the northern kingdom was called Israel. Ahab was king of Israel, and Ahab was not a good king. This is what the scriptures say about Ahab. Listen to this passage, 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 30. And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord, more than all who were before him. And it continues in verse 33. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. Well, Ahab was not a good king. And as bad as he was, his wife Jezebel was worse. Queen Jezebel was the daughter of Eth. Baal, king of Tyre. He was not only king, but he was also priest to the god Baal, the god to whom Jezebel was devoted. Our passage begins by introducing a man named Naboth. Naboth had a vineyard. He grew grapes. He made wine. And Naboth's vineyard happened to be right next to the king's palace. And of course, Ahab noticed his neighbor's property. Ahab saw Naboth's vineyard. Not only did Ahab see it, he desired it. He wanted it as his own. He didn't want the vineyard. He didn't want the grapes. He didn't want the wine. He had his own vineyards. As king, he had access to the choicest grapes, choicest wine in all the land. Ahab wanted Naboth's property so that he could make it into a vegetable garden. Now, surely as king, Ahab had his own vegetable gardens, just as he had his own vineyards, but he didn't have a vegetable garden right next to his palace. And the more that he thought about this idea, the more he liked it. And the more he liked it, the more he desired it. He just had to have Naboth's vineyard. He just had to have that vegetable garden. Even as king, Ahab was not content with his own properties. Even as king, Ahab was not content with his own vegetable gardens. Ahab coveted. Ahab broke the 10th commandment. And and what began as desire, what began as sin in the king's heart, quickly turned into action. First, Ahab approached his neighbor. Ahab went to Naboth with a proposition. Naboth, I would like 
your vineyard. I want to make it into my garden. If you, if you give me your vineyard, then I will give you a better vineyard, one that is bigger, one that produces more grapes, one that makes more money. Or, Naboth, if you'd rather have money for your vineyard, I would gladly buy it from you. Now, this seems like a fair proposition to consider. Remember, but remember, this isn't just any neighbor coming with a proposition, a a request for purchase. This is the king. He is the most powerful, most influential, wealthiest man in the kingdom. And he's a king who is used to getting what he wants. But listen to Naboth's reply again in verse 3 from our first king's passage. It's actually a bold answer that Naboth gives. Here's his answer again. The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. Now notice, Naboth did not accept the king's offer. And notice, Naboth did not refuse the king's offer. Naboth didn't even say, hey, King Ahab, let me sleep on it and I'll get back to you. Or or he didn't say, let me talk to my wife about this and, and I'll get back to you, king. No, no, what Naboth does, he places his decision in the hands of the Lord. The, the, the sell of the land is not his decision. It's not Naboth's decision, but it's God's. Listen to his answer again. The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. Well, how could, how could Naboth make such a claim on behalf of God? Speak on behalf of God. Well, God's word was clear on this matter. The law was clear on this matter. Naboth knew God's law well. Listen, listen to Numbers 36.7. This is, this is God's law about land. Numbers 36.7. Every one of the people of Israel shall hold on to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. Now, when, when God allowed his people to settle the land, when God allowed his people to settle the land of Canaan, he portioned the land out among the tribes and the clans of Israel. And he commanded his people in the law to keep the land that had been given to them, to pass it on to their descendants. Now, God's, God's desire was that they keep their land, that they keep the land of their fathers, that they keep the land that he had given to them and portioned out to them. So Naboth declines the king's offer out of faithfulness, out of faithfulness to God's law, out of faithfulness to God. And with personal and financial gain on the line, with the displeasure of the king on the line, Naboth's desire is to please and honor the Lord, to obey his law. The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. So how does Nabal, how does Ahab react? What, what is the king's reaction to Nabal's refusal? Well, listen, listen to verse four again. And Ahab went into his house, vexed and sullen, and he lay down on his bed and he turned away his face and he would eat no food. Well, what, what is his reaction? Well, he, he pouts. The king pouts like a, like a child who does not get their way. Ahab sticks out his lip. He narrows his eyes. He, he folds his arms. Well, okay, the, the passage doesn't actually say that, but, it, but it, does, it does say that Ahab became sullen, sulky, 
glun. And he laid down on his bed and he stared at the wall. A grown man, king of Israel. All because he was refused a request, all because he could not get a piece of land. So, so here's what happened in our story. Unfulfilled desire has paralyzed the king of Israel. A restless heart has paralyzed the king of Israel. And then the queen enters the story. Jezebel takes control. Concerned that, that Ahab did not come to supper, concerned that the king had not eaten, the queen enters his room to find out what was wrong, to find out what was the matter. Then Ahab recounts the whole story to her. And, and I offered to buy it. And Naboth said, you can, you can almost hear him kind of whining as he retells the story. But, but listen again to Jezebel's reply. This is verse seven of our passage. Do you now govern Israel? Arise and eat bread and let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. In other words, Jezebel said, hey, aren't you the king? Get up, eat, be glad. I will get that vineyard for you. I will take care of this. And so she does. And here is how she does it. The queen of Israel gets two men. The queen of Israel gets two witnesses to falsely accuse Naboth of blasphemy. These, these two witnesses, these two false witnesses, accuse Naboth of cursing God, reviling God, of taking God's name in vain. In other words, they accuse him of breaking the third commandment. So according, according to God's law, this is a crime punishable by death. Listen to Leviticus 24.16. Leviticus 24.16. Whoever blasphemes the name of the Lord shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him. And so, based on the testimony of two witnesses, Naboth is pronounced guilty of blasphemy and he is stoned to death by the community. Well, when Jezebel receives word of the death of Naboth, she tells her husband, she tells the king, she tells Ahab to go take possession of that vineyard. Naboth's vineyard is now considered criminal property and as such can be confiscated by the crown. So in other words, Ahab can now have his vegetable garden. Problem solved. Crisis over. Well, this, this story shows what can happen with a restless heart. This story shows what can happen with a heart that is discontent. Ahab was blessed. Ahab was blessed with so much. Ahab had so much to be thankful to God for, but, it, but instead of being thankful to, 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 to God for what he had given him, instead of being grateful for what he had as king, Ahab became obsessed over what he did not have. He became obsessed at having a vegetable garden next to the palace. Ahab wanted something that did not belong to him. He desired Naboth's vineyard. He 
coveted his neighbor's property. He broke the 10th commandment. And the sin of the heart, this this breaking of the 10th commandment birthed other sins. Coveting led to more sin. Coveting led to bearing false witness. The ninth commandment was broken so that Naboth could be condemned. Coveting led to murder. The sixth commandment was broken in that an innocent man was put to death. Coveting led to stealing. The eighth commandment was broken when Ahab took possession of property that did not belong to him. One small desire, one small sin of the heart exploded into multiple sins. That's the power of coveting. That's the power of sinful desire. That's the power of a restless heart. Now look, the, the, look the, 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 the truth of the matter is we all struggle with restless hearts. If we're, if we're honest, if we're honest to God, honest, we would admit that we struggle with discontent, a desire for more. And the more that we desire is often what our neighbor has that we don't, what those around us have that we don't. That's coveting. That's breaking the 10th commandment. And this sinful desire can lead to breaking other commands, just like Ahab, no different than Ahab, deserving the same as Ahab. Now, you might, you might be thinking, wasn't it, wasn't it actually Jezebel that carried everything out? Didn't the, didn't the queen actually set everything in motion? Wasn't Ahab just lying in bed pouting? Well, yeah, yes. But Ahab was not simply an innocent bystander. He knew the queen was up to something and he didn't try to stop her. And he didn't refuse to take the vineyard, did he? Well, as soon as Ahab went to take possession of Naboth's vineyard, here at the moment of his triumph, here he is finally getting his heart's desire. Someone was there to meet him. And that someone was Elijah the prophet Elijah, God's servant, Elijah. Now, make no mistake, this this was not a pleasant surprise for Ahab. Elijah was probably the last person he wanted to see at this particular moment. Elijah and Ahab had already had confrontations and conversations. And Ahab, at this moment, Ahab probably had the feeling you get when you get caught doing something wrong. You You know that feeling. You know what I'm talking about. Elijah was there to meet Ahab because Elijah had a message for Ahab. Elijah had a message from God for Ahab. Listen again to God's words spoken by Elijah in verse 19 of our passage. In the place where dogs licked up the blood of Naboth shall dogs lick your own blood. This is God's judgment. God's judgment on Ahab. God's judgment on his sin. God's judgment on breaking the 10th commandment. God's judgment on his restless heart. And that judgment was death. And so it is for us, for me, 
for you. The punishment for our sin is death. The punishment for your restless heart, your coveting heart, is death. But, but there is one who has given his life in your place. There is one who never broke the 10th commandment. There is one who offered his own life to God in place of our own. And that one is Jesus. Jesus put himself in your place before God's judgment. Jesus took upon himself your punishment for sin. Jesus shed his own blood in place of your own. And because of Jesus, God's God's judgment over your sin is satisfied. Because of Jesus, God's punishment for your restless heart is fulfilled. Because of Jesus, you are forgiven. And he did this out of love. Gave his life out of love for you. His desire is for you to find contentment in him, that your heart rest in him. For it is only in him that your heart will find rest, contentment, and peace. Have you? Will you? Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 